Once again, to another exciting episode of the Retro Dr. Chris Podcast by the Media Art Podcast Network. The only show where old is new, new is old, and so are we. Unfortunately for you, I am your host, Nintendo, and with me, as always, are my silly, goofy ass cohorts, Boss Rush Mode. Nekua Oite Imasu. Parasite Steve. I have nothing, but I like TV. And 8 Bit Alchemy. Whatever happened to predictability? The Milkman. Yes. The Paperboy. <laughs> oh, even MTV? Even TV. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Why don't you tell us, Nintendo? Okay, so with this episode, I thought it would re- be a really cool idea to harken back to the very beginnings of Retroid Octopus. Uh, for the 96% of you that don't know, uh, we did our first YouTube broadcast on the VG Tunes episode, which was episode 25, called Retroid Octopus Go, on the Boss Rush Mode YouTube channel, oh my God. which aired back in April 13th, 2014. Whoa. That's so freaking long ago. We've been so doing this ago. for a while, for peeps. a long time. Can't you tell? We're so good at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are so good. So, so I thought it'd be cool if we did like a little uh, episode where it harkens back to the early days of... Hark! 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 I think Hark! the Herald Angel is singing. Or maybe Horf. <laughs> Horf back. I would have yeah, thought no. the uh, the Herald Angel would have been better at it. I know Maybe. he sounds. They probably like a, weren't doing it as long as a retro Octopocephalo podcast. Sounds like a bloodhound. <laughs> mm, bloodhound. Right. right. Mm. So, so for this episode, we're we're gonna do things a little bit differently. We're gonna like play play you guys a few theme songs from our childhood that we enjoyed, and uh, talk a little bit about them after we air them. And we're gonna like you know take our turns and whatnot. So. Right, so these are cartoon and, Car- and or and, like and sitcoms. TV shows, yes. yeah, whatever. Like back in the early nineties, eighties, seventies, whatever. Man, some of those themes were better than the shows. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Sometimes, sometimes not. We're living so. in an age where like theme songs are often non-existent. Sometimes it's just a title card and a and a weird sound, and, uh, yep. and then that's it. It's yep. more like a YouTube video intro than an actual theme. Right, Like exactly. a TV show intro. Now exactly. we've got streaming services building in features to skip the intros. You don't even have to think about it, and you just forget it's even there. But right. back in the day, it was like, oh, this is to get you hype. Yes. You're going to be so hyped by the end of this. You'll be singing the, the chorus and all this stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah, shows actually sometimes put in efforts, like legitimate like effort to make a decent theme song. Right. So, and sometimes they didn't. So like we did in the past... With that one episode or that the first episode that we did, we're gonna do with this. We're gonna do this in blocks. So each co-host will have their own block, and then we'll talk about our picks afterwards. So we'll start off with my block, and uh, the first song that I'll play for you guys is called "Mighty Orbots." Well, it's a theme theme song from "Mighty Orbots," and I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show, but it came out in 1984 and only had 13, 13 episodes. I will take your word for it. Okay, so here it is.
news on the newspaper page Another tradition of the grand design Some people say it's even harder to find Well then there must be some magic clue Inside these gentle walls Cause all I see is a tower of dreams Real love bursting out of every scene Alright, so the first song that we played for you was the theme song to the Mighty Orbots. Um, I remember loving this show as a kid because it kind of reminded me of Transformers because you had these five robots that turned into one giant superhero robot or whatever. And I thought it was really cool. And uh, like I said previously, it lasted only 13 episodes because apparently nobody liked it but me. So, yeah, I just thought it was a really, really cool show. And they um, go. Mighty Orbots. Yes, they, they, they went the, all right. The intro is really well done. Yeah, I like, like the intro yeah. a it's, lot. It's animated really well. The song is really good. Like, yeah, it's like the thing in the 80s. So many cartoons. It didn't matter if the cartoon really was crap. Didn't. It didn't matter. It makes yeah. me feel like I was on acid. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> right. like rainbow bubbles shooting around. Yeah. It's, right. it's pretty trippy. I like it. Right. Because my eyes are still doing like the REM sleep kind of thing. where the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. I, 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 know th- I don't think I ever watched this show. Me neither, yeah. actually. Yeah, I mean, I I used to watch it every Saturday morning. I, I for thirteen Saturdays. For thirteen Saturdays, yeah. <laughs> and then and, and I rem I remember. Uh, I think I was doing some kind of like activity, like Saturday morning activity that I, I do with my family and uh, sitting on your ass and eating cereal, and watching cartoons. Yeah. Exactly, that's what it was. Yeah. So uh, I remember being really excited to watch the next episode of Mighty Orbots and then turn the TV on from the the correct station, and it was something totally different. You're I'm like, like, where's episode 14? I was like, my seven-year-old self was like, what the fuck is this bullshit, yo-ho, bitch? At seven years old, I had a foul mouth. But uh, yeah, so I, I was really, really disappointed. But uh, yeah, so I like that show a lot. I think it's available on DVD. I'm not sure. Probably um, on YouTube, maybe? It's def- most likely on YouTube. That's a cheaper route anyways. Yeah. And... Uh, so the next song is obviously the one of the best theme songs ever is the intro to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1987. Yes. yes. So yes. iconic. Timeless classic. It is. So iconic. And, uh, I mean, even though the show itself hasn't aged very well, uh, yeah, that theme song ages very well. It's still and, pretty uh, rocking. still pretty rocking. And it's amazing how they, they take bits and pieces of that song into, yeah. like, like like video games or whatever. I was actually going to mention and, that too. Yeah, yeah. and they, they kind of like changed it up a little bit and make it its, its own separate right. song. Especially like the Heroes yeah. in the Half Shell part. That As a matter of fact, my current like notification tone is that. It's that good. It's literally that right now. So simple. It's like what? Two whole notes. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's like the same notes, right? It's the same notes. Even though seven has two syllables, it's two. It's seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine. 
79. 79. There, there's also something about the the singing, the vocals in that theme song I always just loved. The guy has like this this weird nasally quality to his singing that I feel like he was doing on purpose. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> like these turtle boys don't cut him no slack. Like I don't know, he just is doing something with his voice, and it just it adds to to the iconicness of it. Right. It's just, yeah. yeah. So there's something about it. It's it was it's, just a, a a probably a weird quick decision, and it just it made it what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. Like that that song could not be any better. It's perfect. It is the way it so is. So perfect. And uh, so that show ran from 1987 to 1996. It so had crazy. 10 freaking seasons. That is awesome. Wow. 10 seasons. The 10th season shit. was so different. Yeah. And it, I think it still had the same, the same theme song, though. I don't think they ever updated it. Yeah, they, I think they kept it the same throughout the whole thing. So, yeah. That's Ninja so, yeah. Turtles. Oh. So yeah. good pick. I mean, you can't go wrong you, with you TMNT. It's a hell of a song. Yeah. Clang. Did you say Clang. Yeah. <laughs> when Raphael hits a, a robot that's disguised as a person and obviously Metal Against Metal makes that noise and that's yes. one thing that I still say to this day sometimes yes like, yes like, right. um, I drop something metallic or something metallic you know clang, clang. did you say clang mm-hmm. clang right. did you say clang right yeah the uh the last episode we talked about how sometimes in, in cartoons they would turn things into robots to allow violence right and it's so funny because this show eventually ended up like taking all of the fighting aspects out of it and they weren't allowed to use their weapons they weren't allowed to do anything but in the the pilot episode in the first couple episodes it was very different and they were fighting and they did use their weapons and they they were like legitimately having like kung fu action scenes with an army of foot clan robots they were robots so it made it okay right right they weren't mighty robots they were foot clan robots robots. yes they're different I mean they weren't that mighty they were not mighty yeah, at all. Definitely no. not. I remember that the artwork and animation was was a lot better. Oh, in those it was incredible first, first few in episodes. the pilot. Yeah. Oh really my good. god. Then, so then good. Went, then went downhill like. Yeah, the like first few episodes, which, which they put on like VHS, like the hot rod, hot rod and T dangers from Dimension X. Yeah. Was one, and they they had like way way different. Uh, I mean, they must have spent a ton of money on the pilot in the yeah. first few episodes. Right. And then I was just like, uh, they don't care. <laughs> right, we're they're making money anyway. Anything we put out, and they were right. Right. Actually, so, there was this, oh, sorry to interrupt, but there's like another quote I say from that show every once in a while. I, I believe it was from this show. I think it was like one of the the obnoxious like coworker for April. Like, uh, you want to like you want a tip or something? Don't eat lead. Oh yeah, yeah, or something uh, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah Vernon like says that. that. Vernon, that's yes. his name. It's okay. so yeah. funny. I always remembered that too. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, I, I, I I still say don't that. Don't eat lead. Day. Yeah. Here's a tip. Hey, don't eat lead. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, it's a good tip. Good tip. You really shouldn't eat lead. I mean, that's words to live by. Words to not die by. Yeah, Yeah. words to not die by, exactly. Right, exactly. So, actually, uh, going back to my Orbots, I forgot to mention the composer of that song. And that composer was Yuji Ono. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. She did not Ono this song, that's for sure. Oh, yes, she did. Oh, yes, she did. And... uh, Oh yeah, the, she didn't. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, no. Oh, wait, theme no. song oh, for no. Oh no, she didn't. Didn't what? Oh no, she did. Oh, oh yeah, she. Wait. How does this go? I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for uh, the Ninja Turtles theme song, that was composed by Chuck Lore, and he did a fantastic. Oh, I think it's Chuck Lori. Lori, is it Lori? I believe. Uh, I thought he was right. Okay. Then I then I'm, I'm wrong. I'm stupid. Anywho, 
Moving on. I mean, it looks like the word lore. It, it does. does look like the word lore. It does. So uh, the last song of my blog was the theme song to Family Matters, which was composed by Jesse Frederick, who all, you'll hear that name quite often. In this I think episode. that was Friedrich. Was it Friedrich? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, it Friedrich? Really? really? Actually, I believe really? it's, it's pronounced Frodrick. Frederick. So that that show, uh, yeah, I mean, I loved that show as a kid. That was a fun show. Um, yeah, I, Urkel was you no know, the man. You know, he was just funny in every yeah. episode, and I, I loved the, uh, the the Carl, the yeah. Carl and the Carl Winslow, Carl Winslow and the the interaction Harriet. with does. Harriet, yeah, and Harriet, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole show was just hilarious. And Harriet I was so. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. Carl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that show aired from September twenty second, nineteen eighty nine, to July seventeenth, nineteen ninety eight. It ran for wow. nine scenes. It ran for for nine seasons with two hundred and fifteen episodes. Jeez, wow, long My ass God. time. That That's family sure mattered. Family. It yeah. sure did until they kicked out that that well, random daughter. Right, I was gonna say the middle daughter <laughs> didn't fare so well. They they booted. The, the, they they wrote her think, off I fairly she quickly. Was, she was the youngest. She I was thought, in, uh, maybe she was. I don't know. Yeah, was, she was a little girl. Yeah, yeah, she was the youngest in that show. Just, oh, there's just too many people to write subplots for. Yeah, so I, we I don't have so. anything for you to do. <clears throat> it's true. There, it was a like unnecessarily large cast. It was, yeah. But yeah, the Cosby um, Show did, did the same thing. Well, they, but they did the opposite. They actually added the family yeah, added, Yeah. I mean, the really Cosby weird. Show. The the <clears throat> oldest daughter was barely on it. Right. And then the second yeah, oldest daughter ended up being on it very little. Right. I can't remember anybody's name anymore. I know yeah. she's married to Jason Momoa. Yeah. Jason Momoa. Lisa Bonet the, was the second yes, oldest Lisa, daughter. Yeah. yeah. Lisa Bonet. I don't remember yeah. what the oldest daughter the is. First, the first Lisa season. Lisa Bonet Momoa. The first season of the Cosby Show, they only had four kids. They even mentioned, like, oh, we only have four kids, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, second season's like, oh, we randomly have this old, much older daughter who was just off in college this whole time. We just oh, forgot oh, to Oh, now we have her? five kids. That's funny. That is okay. funny. So yeah, no, those were my picks. Nice, very nice. Good picks. So uh, very cool, quality very cool. theme songs. Yes, oh, man. very good. Very that we good. don't hear anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, moving on. What so. do you mean we don't hear? We just we, heard them, yeah, Tenjo. We, well, I mean, like for today's, I mean for today's standards, today's shows, like, right, you, right, you only right, hear that right, right, like, right, two right, notes. Right, right. Sure, 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 sure. All right, so yeah. moving on, we'll go on to uh, Boss Rush Mode's pick. Oh, my goodness, me? Oh, yeah. You owe oh, me, oh, my. All right, well, the first one from my block is from a 1994 cartoon show called Gargoyles. Oh, never yes. heard of it. Garg. Well, it's, I've it's never a, it's, heard it's, us it's, talk about it. It's an okay show. I mean, I, <laughs> if you want to check it out, go ahead. I mean, I, I'm sure you won't hate it. I, I don't think you'll hate it. I think it's pretty cool. And uh, the theme song is very like you know very it, it builds up nice and slow, but it's 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 pretty goddamn epic. And of course, Keith David is the fucking man. Even Absolutely. even for a TV intro, his voice acting is fucking a plus top quality. He's just ridiculously he, great. He is the man. Absolutely. And of course, he also voices the main character Goliath, and uh, he's he's just ridiculously awesome. And um, how about if we play those tunes and we can get back to chitter chattering about gargoyles after that. One thousand years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect. 
frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now here in Manhattan, the spell is broken and we live again. Defenders of the night. We are gargoyles. Night Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. crusade to champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless, in a world of criminals who operate above the law. So those were Boss Rush Mode's three picks. I hope you enjoyed them. So we'll pass the mic on to him. Well, then, I I know I enjoyed them. I, and, I oh, mean, I did, too. I, did I know too. I did. Oh, they were yeah. a good time. Yes. So I know 8-Bit did. Yeah, he sure did. He said so just now. I just said so. I, did. I know. <laughs> yes. Affirmative. Anyway, uh, yes, Gargoyles. Uh, very awesome show from the mid-'90s. Ran for three seasons back in 1994 through 1997. Had a total of like, I don't know, like 70 episodes? I mean, let me find out exactly. It's, uh, 78 episodes, including wow. 52 in the second season. So they, they put a whole bunch of stuff in that second season. So insane. Very mm-hmm. insane. Uh, and it's dark fantasy, something like Disney usually doesn't even mess around with. I mean, they do, obviously, with stuff like, you know, in the past, I'm sure they have. But uh, it's not something they go to very often, and definitely not in the last 25 years. At least right. not the, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it definitely stands out in the like the pantheon of essentially Disney afternoon shows. That's for sure. Right, and the uh, that theme was uh, created by Carl Johnson, and uh, he did a pretty good job with that. Now uh, Keith David, uh, the voice of Goliath, was narrating over it, as uh, you probably figured out. 
by the thousand pounds of meat yes. in that voice. Oh, yes. Gravel <laughs> meat. Delicious meat. Delicious yes. voice. Uh, that that, that voice man. alone kept him, you know, toe-to-toe with Rowdy Roddy Piper and they live. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That ridiculously long like, street fight scene put in that movie. Put on the glasses! I don't want to put on the glasses! Put on the we're going to fight for 17 minutes! <laughs> Told you I don't want to put on the glasses! Just put them on! Bagpipes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone should do the gargoyles theme with bagpipes. That was my bagpipes. That might that exist. That was my opening note of bagpipes. <laughs> that was pretty good. That sounds like bagpipes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, super awesome show. I mean, definitely oh, yeah. dealt with a lot of issues that other shows didn't really deal with. You know, like, you know, uh, stuff with, like, gun safety, especially since Aliza Maza was a uh, law enforcement. You know, they had one episode where uh, Broadway is messing around with a gun and he accidentally shoots somebody and all that jazz. Yeah, he accidentally well, shoots Aliza. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah, with her own gun, that's right. And she yep. goes to the hospital. She's like, oh, my bad. I mean, that's an oversimplification, but, you know. But, yeah, right. that was done really well. Yeah, the yeah, message was. was still there. Yeah, so uh, I mean, it's an excellent, one of my favorite shows, like, ever, like, flat out, ever. I, not, not just cartoon, just a yeah, Yeah, it's, definitely, show, it's up there for me, too. Like, for Disney, no, I'm not, like, the biggest Disney guy, but Gargoyles is, like, probably my favorite of all the cartoons that they've <laughs> put out. Like yeah. even like DuckTales and Chippendale. And mm-hmm. No, I love DuckTales and Chippendale. Oh yeah, definitely. Those are amazing yeah, shows. Yeah, this is but a Gargoyles, whole other level though. Gargoyles yeah. is like right up my alley. This, right. That's more this me is, than this is god tier. Yeah, everything else sure. is just fun time jolly stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you had me at jelly. Mm, I sure did. <laughs> All right, so from there we had the theme to the show, Night Rider. <laughs> Bless you, even though that wasn't a sneeze. Thanks. Uh, so Night Rider, the theme to that. Uh, that was by Glenn A. Larson, Stu Phillips, and music by Don Peake. And that show ran from 1982 to 1986, and it featured Michael Knight and his futuristic car, Kit, which stands for Knight Industries 2000. Yes, the two T's stand for 2000, which seems weird, Soft but whatever. Soft second T. Yeah. yeah. So you can't pronounce K-I number two K. K-I-2-K? <laughs> Doesn't spell Kit. Yeah, so whatever acronyms people actually doesn't spell shit either. It it doesn't. No, it has a couple of the letters. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I liked the show a lot as a kid. I mean, this was on when I was pretty young, so like mm-hmm. you know, eight to twelve or so or something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the car was just the draw. I mean, it was totally about the car. I mean, you know, it was just a cool you know black looking vehicle, sleek vehicle, and then you know it, it talked. And it just had all these sorts of futuristic gadgets that, you know... It had a, a, kid had of a my red age. light that went back and forth. Yeah. Woo, I, woo, love, woo, I love red woo. lights that go back and yeah, forth, you guys. Yeah. It's so cool. It's like watching tennis, except it's fun. And yes. I don't know. It, it's like Trans Ams and red lights that go yeah. back and forth are my two favorite things. So this show had me hooked. This had it all. Yes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember watching the show with my dad back in the day. So and You're good. like, hey, dad, look at that red light goes back and forth. Dude, I freaking wanted that car. <laughs> I did. It's like, oh yeah, can we go to the store and buy that car? And, uh, I, like, I, right I, now, <laughs> show right now. <laughs> You're right now. But um, I wanted to, you know, feature this theme song because it was a little bit different than the other ones I picked, or a little bit different than like most typical theme songs from the time. Because it like, uh, it was very, like, uh, tech driven. Like uh, lots synth. of synth, yeah, synth. Yeah, that's kind of the word I was looking for. Synth-driven, like kind of futuristic-y sound. Yeah, that, even like, though the show took place, vibe. yeah, even though the show took place in contemporary time. I mean, the kit industry stuff and kit itself was like you know a futuristic vehicle, so yeah. kind of gave you that that feel. 
yeah. sci-fi-ish sort of feel. Right. Without being an sci-fi out- feel. Without being in outer space. All those right. sci-fi right. But then they, they did eventually bring space. that show back, and they called it Knight Rider 2000. Uh, probably. I don't no, know. They, they did. Okay, and, I'll uh, take your word for it. I'm sure and, it's terrible. Uh, Kit was totally different. I guess the 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 old Kit model was like destroyed. In he some, was a boat. Some pit or something. <laughs> but he was like Which a different color of the red car. Oh, still a trans okay. ammo, though. Yeah. <laughs> they still had the I, light I, that went back. So I, think, I think it was just like a, like a TV movie okay. or something I, I like that. I do vaguely remember this. Yeah. No, I think no, I think it was a show. I mean, it might have started out as like a, a TV movie that introduced Maybe. the show, and the show probably only ran for like a couple seasons. If yeah, that. it didn't do very well. I, I, do, I do remember the red car now that you're talking about it. Yeah. And yeah. I remembered, eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't the same. Yeah. Like the, so, the it, it might have been good. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I just yeah. saw it like it was, oh, Knight Rider. Oh, it's red. Yeah. Eh, never mind. I mean, nothing against red cars, Oh, I more guess, Voltron. But. Oh, it's cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah exactly. Right? There yeah. you go. Exactly. This isn't Voltron. This is crap. <laughs> Craptron. <laughs> Craptron. Uh, ass blasters of the universe. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. And then the, well, I guess third and fourth songs that I have came from the same show. The first of the two you heard, well, they were both from the Three Stooges, from the um, Columbia Pictures shorts they, the Three Stooges did back in the 30s and 40s, and probably in the, into the 50s, too, if I, if I recall. Uh, probably not, but anyway. The first one was called Listen to the Mockingbird, which they played from 1935 to about 1938. That was actually a Civil War era song from way back in the 1850s, and it was originally a pretty depressing fucking tune. But... Someone got the idea, and apparently, rightfully so, to like, kind of like speed it up, jazz it up, and just make it goofy with like whistling and birds singing in the background, and blah, 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 blah. it's like okay, <laughs> it fits the Three Stooges perfectly. Sure. I mean, it works. So, <laughs> kudos to whoever you know did that. Yep. Um. Uh. Do, 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 do. Let me see here. Then the second one of that was an orchestral version of Three Blind Mice. You know, like the. The song I'm sure everyone has heard at least 400,000 times in their life. Of nursery mm-hmm. rhyme fame. Yeah, nursery yeah. rhyme persuasion. And that, they played that from 1939 to 1942. And like you said, it's an orchestral version of Three Blind Mice. You know, again, fitting for Three Stooges. And I like how the, the theme will jazz itself up a little bit right before the very end. And it kind of, you know, swells back down. It's like, oh, that's pretty neat. And, you know, Three Stooges seems to be one of those things that's got a pretty hard dividing line. You either think they're really funny or you think they're just really awful. Yeah, right. I think so. so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I happen, to, I happen to like them a lot, and I think even to, uh, even now, they still do Three Stooges marathons leading into New Year's Day. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so that's probably I think where the, I've seen most I, of it. I, yeah, yeah, I was actually going to mention that the the last time I remember watching the Three Stooges was with you at my house. Yeah, when it was going to be uh, nineteen ninety. Okay, the New Year's of, for going going into nineteen ninety. I remember. All right. That was so long ago. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last time I watched Three Stooges. Wow, I'm kidding. That long ago. Yeah. I'll, I'll catch him every once in a great while. I mean, like, you know, the shorts are, you know, like like the name implies, they're short. They're usually about 10 or so minutes long. And, you know, it usually, you know, just it's the Three Stooges doing slapstick comedy, vaudeville slapstick. You know, that's, you know, what they're known for. And um, like I said, way back when I was younger, I mean, these, obviously, these have been in syndication for like decades now. So I would watch these with my dad. You know, it was like one of the few times he'd let me stay up, you know, for New Year's Day and... I'd watch those with him, and every once in a while, not definitely not every year, but once in a great while, I'll catch a few episodes with that. I'll just run over the weekend, or I'll actually, if I'm going to stay up for New Year's, New Year's Eve and a New Year's Day, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch some Three Stooges, whatever. I don't give a shit about the ball dropping or whatever musical acts that whatever channel's hosting the ball dropping has got going on. Just not my thing, so 
Right. Or I'll just go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Sleep me. is always good. <laughs> sleep is always an option. Always That's preferable. me. Just going to bed. <laughs> but eating. But eating. Never care for New Year's, but whatever. Yeah, eating easy. Eating's also usually part of the plan. But All right. I, yeah, so those were my four songs. I snuck an extra one in there because I'm crafty like that. Ooh, oh. so crafty. You slide devil. Yeah. Relay craftiness. Sneak rush. So, uh, anyways, yeah, so thank you very much for that. Bus rush mode. There's an excellent, excellent oh, block there, So the next person up for bid is April Alchemy. Okay. I guess I'll do a thing. Uh, so, yeah, the, the first song that I will pick is uh, the theme song from Full House. It, I always felt like, was a theme song that would get stuck in my head, even though it wasn't a show that I, like, really watched a whole ton i mean i saw it because it was always on tv but i always really liked the theme song so we'll start my block off with that one and i'll talk about the rest later oh yeah whatever happened to predictability the milkman the paper boy evening tv you miss your old familiar friends but waiting just around the bed Those were Ape Alchemy's picks, so let's hear what he has to say. Yay, yay. Yay, yay. So, yeah, Full House up at the front there. Uh, I adore that theme song. Yes. And it's one of those it's one of those moments where you have a show that 
I didn't really watch or even like all that much, but holy shit, that theme song is just... It will never leave my head. Yeah. Like it's, it's fucking super theme catchy. Song is so, so catchy. catchy. Yeah, the fucking like '80s synth. Yeah, it's yeah. so fucking. Eight. It's like what? This yeah. is so good. The bombastic yeah. drums going into the nice, you know, yeah. the strings. Whatever yeah. happened to predictability? Uh, Milkman, paperboy, Ian, TV. Like, he's so he's so he breathy. Like? He's like, ah. like I can't like I can't. Who is it? Who does he sound like? Is it like Kenny Loggins? I, I hear it's like Kenny Loggins and Bob and Bob Dylan. It's like, like hey, I kind of hear a little bit of John White in I there. Don't know. Yeah, Who? John White. Who's he he sings for uh, Bad English and he has his own solo oh, stuff. Okay. When I see you smile, <laughs> I can face the world. Oh. <laughs> you know I can't do, do anything. anything. <laughs> puke. Hobar. <laughs> Violent illness. He puked and then he said the word puke. That's, That's how much puke. <laughs> He's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. <laughs> puke. Puke. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the anyway, show, full house. Anyway, full house. <laughs> full puke. Reeling, yeah. reeling back a little. Full stop. So that show <laughs> ran from 1987 to 1995. Had a nice eight-year run. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a lot of people know, it starred kind of a lot of semi-big names, right? Like the Olsen twins weren't famous yet, but that's what started it. Uh, John Stamos, Bob Saget, Dave Coulier. Cut Candace it out. Cameron. Yep, cut it out. Jody Sweeten and Lori Loughlin. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It, there's not really much I can say about the show other than it was really, always fucking on. I think, I think at this minute, on. Lori Loughlin is probably the most famous. Oh, yeah. At the moment, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think Bob Saget is probably the most famous just because he's just like... You're missing my Terrible. Point. Oh. <laughs> I don't actually know what you're talking about. I heard you reference it earlier. So I, I don't pay attention to bullshit on the, on the news. So oh. what happened with Lori Loughlin? And she, she got in trouble right. for giving it the old college try. There was a few parents that were in gotten that got in trouble for getting for they found out they were paying like absorbent fees to get oh, their kids into yeah. college. Oh, that yes. shit! Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. So she was, she was one of the main ones. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. Oh okay, whatever. Uh, Moving on. Oh uh, no. Uh, <laughs> bad call. Like, don't you have money? Yeah, she, she sure did. <laughs> That's all she had. She didn't have a daughter that was able to get into fucking college by herself, but she did have the money. Yeah. It's stupid. Oh, right. Aunt Becky. Oh well, uh, have mercy! Oh god, yeah. <laughs> the catchphrase of the show. Yeah. Um, so after that was the Pokemon theme song. Uh, that one. Oh, sorry. Before that, Full House was the theme was by Jason Frederick and Bennett Salve. Mm, yep. For Good what on that, them for, for what that's awesome worth. Another Jess, another Jesse Frederick joint. Uh, but yeah, so on to Pokemon. His theme song was uh, from season one. That was the one that everybody knows. The I wanna be the very best. Even a guy like me who's never seen the show, Even I know that theme song. I was singing along with it. Was when singing we were along. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fucking. That just goes to show that oh, this yeah. theme is everywhere. It is. Yeah. So it was uh, written and sang by Jason Page, and uh, yeah, it was unfortunately only in the first season of the show. That's every, so weird. Every season after that changed it up. So the first season. Uh, came out in 98 and it lasted 77 episodes. So like that's wow. that's quite a Just long for time. One wow. season? For the initial that's insane. Yeah. We were talking Gargoyles had 52 or, episodes. Or if we want to say they call it a series because the way that show is blocked is weirdly like they don't call it season one season two it's just like the first series was the Indigo League and that was <clears> the first like storyline with that intro and then that after was the Kanto that, they switched region? it up right from the, the games. Kanto re- okay. 
Exactly, it's Barry's Asian. It's a can- he's he's a Kanto region. It's a Kanto region. Then they moved on to the Johto region. No, actually, they moved on to the Orange Islands. Oh, some bitch. And that and that one was like, do you want to be a Pokemon? You know, do you want to be a master of Pokemon? Do you have the skills to be number one? And it's like so, so fucking dumb. bad. <laughs> so uh, you're yeah. like, no, I just want to be the very best. Like I no one ever be. was. It's so good. <laughs> Wasn't there a a pretty decent heavy metal cover by a well, like a heavy metal super group? Power Glove did one. Now I'm thinking of someone else though. I want to say uh, Tony Kako from um, yeah, Power Glove. Arctica. Power oh, yeah, Glove did it, yeah. and Tony Kako sang on it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah what was the name of that band, that super group? Because Marco from Oh my god. Yeah. Night You're Night not listening to me. Too. No, that's it's Northern not... Kings. Northern oh. Kings. But oh. that's not the band that, that did it. Yeah, like Power Glove did the song and Tony oh. Kako sang on it. Yeah. Oh. It, was, it was just like a one off oh. thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Okay. That, yeah. that's, that was that was super cool. That was on a Saturday, Saturday morning apocalypse. Po- yeah, same morning apocalypse. Like how yeah. the hell did Power Glove get Tony? They toured with Sonata Arctica. So they toured together and probably just like, hey Tony, you got five minutes, come sing this thing. It probably took him one take. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it's pretty pretty rad that that exists at all. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. That's looking cool. Uh, yeah, so after that is SWAT Cats, which is like not a show anybody really talks about or, or not, remembers. Not Swamp Ass. Not Swamp Ass, not which swamp is what ass, I have yeah. right now. Uh, but SWAT Cats. <laughs> swamp Ass of the face. Swamp Ass of the <laughs> entire body at this point. Um, so that theme was done by Randall Chrisman, and it's fucking sick. It's just like... 80s guitar, shred up your ass, flying jets, fucking being a mechanic in a garage, fixing shit, and just turning into a superhero. Having claws, hanging out with your pal, drinking a saucer of milk, and then busting into action, (laughs) jumping into a plane, and fucking shit up. Oh, man. Rock out out with your cock out, jam out with your clam out, whatever you gotta do, do it. Rock over London, rock on Chicago. Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions. <laughs> yes. So, Cats was a Hanna Barbera uh, cartoon that had thirty. It was a Hanna Barbera joint. All right. It was a joint. I already said that, but I was okay. Fine, we'll do the joke again. Hanna Barbera joint that ran from thirty episodes uh, from September nineteen ninety three to January ninety five, and it was about a pair of vigilante feline pirates, Razor and T Bone, that had to defend. Wait for it, Mega Cat City. From a bunch of nasty ne'er do wells, all of which pretty much have the word cat in their name because clever. Uh, <laughs> and they were all very thinly veiled ripoffs like rip of like offs Marvel of, characters. Yeah. Basically. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but to be perfectly honest, I got first introduced to this property from the Super Nintendo game, which is pretty bad. And we've talked about in a previous it's, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we sure did. And it, it is, it's pretty bad. And it's, and it's still bad. Still bad. Still <laughs> has still has a good theme song. Oh, uh, this just in. That game still sucks. Still sucks a hard. <laughs> that game egg. from twenty five years ago is still crap. <laughs> it still sucks balls. This just in. Uh, but I never really got to see a lot of the show, and I hear that it might be on Hulu or something. Uh, Nintendo and I were big fans of the show. Oh yeah, cool. when it was yep. on, we loved it. Yep, and I definitely it. feel like you and I are the only two who have ever, I've I've ever talked to. That loved this show. Yeah, I, I, this, it, you're right. It's not really a show people bring up. Right. Gargoyles right. definitely gets brought up, um, but yeah, SWAT Cats not so much. And yeah. it really, like Gargoyles, felt like a, a, a random show out of nowhere for, from Hanna Barbera. Yeah, it's right. So bizarre. Right. Totally. I, I wonder if there was like a lot of a lot of rock and heavy metal in the in the overall theme songs. Just overall, like, and it also more than any other Hanna Barbera show up to that point, at least, felt like it was trying to be anime or at least kind of trying to be anime there were uh action sequences that were like clearly 
like over the top, over animated. Like you'd have the character and they would be throwing something, but instead of just animating them throwing the thing, they like do a 360 spin camera whirling around the character, screaming, power exerting from all pores, and then they throw it. And you're like, wow, you could have just thrown the thing. <laughs> but that. <laughs> they don't even show them throwing it, they'll just cut to like the, what actually right. happened. Yeah, the guy sure. being right. hit. But like, yeah. you're like, well, that was, that was, that was, I'm pumped. I am pumped for the throw of this thing. This is exciting. Yeah. I want more. The wind-up got me wound up. Mega Cat <laughs> 1. No, Mega City 1. I remember there was Dark Cat. It was kind of like this evil wizard. Dr. Viper was clearly the lizard from Spider-Man. Right. Dark Cat. There was the Past Master, who was like a sorcerer guy from the past who could time travel. Kind of like right. that name. It's there like was, the Taskmaster. Was, but. It was fun that the, they had like a lot of recurring villains, like yeah. you know, like a Spider-Man or a Batman or whatever, where you're like, okay, let's Recuro make Recuro Man. Yeah, we'll we'll make the Rogues Gallery, and you know, we'll go back to them. Right, the Metallicats. Yeah, I was gonna say like the Metallicats are kind of like the Bonnie and Clyde. Yep. Yeah, they were they were they were like cyborg. They were like Metallo, but uh, Bonnie and Clyde Metallo. Yeah, like, that's what it was. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool. cool. It's, it's, really it's, a, it's a shame. It's a shame that the show wasn't as popular. Yeah, I really, I want to own this on DVD. This is this is one of those few shows that I'm like, ah, oh, I see it on Amazon. I know it's out there. I, I gotta buy it. But I just yeah, to you you bought me the DVD. Oh, I did. My birthday okay. one year, but the the order of the the episodes are like not. Oh, weird. In order, it's really weird. Huh. So friggin' like all the uh, like Ducktales and Gummy Bears, they all did that too. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, right. what the hell? What's it's like, wrong there with is you? an like, order to these. Put them in order. Right, yeah. put them in order, yeah. It's like, oh, no, it's just random episodes. Oh, thanks. Mm, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, I've seen a couple episodes of this show, and I think it's okay. It's just not something I've ever got really hooked on or really superly drawn into. You're more into phonics than you are. Sure. <laughs> You're hooked on them. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't use them very, very well, but... <laughs> I can't get enough of them either way, I mean, regardless of how well I actually use them. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I don't know. That's my so Schwatcans. Nice Schwatcans. Right, well, thank you very much for that, April Alchemy. No problem. And we are moving on to Paris Fight Fang. Paris Fight Fang. What you got there, Steve of Destruction? See. Uh, oh, finally, somebody called me that. No, you can't say that. I have uh, to take that back, or else you can't do that for your no, outro. No, he has to change his outro. <laughs> I take that. I officially take that back. What you got going on, Parasite Steve? <laughs> uh, well, uh, what I got for, for you guys is a little block of fun. I, uh, I thought that'd be good. I'm going to start things off with a song that everybody knows. Okay? This is one everybody knows. I think this is one like Full House. This is a very catchy song that uh, you, you may be singing it a little bit uh, later on today. This is the, th- the theme song to Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. And um, this was definitely a, uh, a show I loved growing up. I was a huge fan of DuckTales, and when they started to come out with other shows, um, I loved Gummy Bears and stuff, and then DuckTales, and then it's like, oh, Chip and Dale, that was the next one. And it was, it was a really fun show, and I love this theme. So why don't you uh, put it in your ear holes, and we'll be back to talk about that and my other two picks in a little bit. Slipping through the cracks But these two gum shoes Are picking up the slack There's no case too big No case too small When you need help Just call Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-bandales Rescue Rangers Ch-ch-ch-ch-bandales When 
revolution had been won And Uncle Sam's favorite son had a job he needed done Which brought Jack to a lady, both beautiful and smart Who found his mix intriguing A scoundrel with a heart So that was uh, Parasite Steve's pick. So let's hear what he has to say about them. Thank you very much, Nintend. You may now begin. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I uh, I hope you guys like those. I, I really, did. I did. I thought I thought it was really yeah. cool. Yeah, they're super Rad fun. as hell. I love those. I tried to pick like a couple deep cuts and one that was kind of an obvious one everybody would remember, and that's why I wanted to start out with uh, with Chippendale Rescue Rangers, composed by Mark Mueller. 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 Any, anyone Mueller. but Mueller. <laughs> Which, uh, that show actually ran for three seasons from 1989 to 1990 for a total of 65 episodes. It was in, after that, it was in syndication until about 93 as part of the Disney Afternoon. The Disney Afternoon didn't actually exist when, like, DuckTales and, and Chippendale were, like, first out. That sort of came about later. Um, but it was, it was a great show, and, you know, I, I loved how they took these characters that were. Uh, they existed, you recognize them, and you basically just remember Chippendale as being cute. They sort of served a lot of times as like nemesises for other Disney characters. Like they would, they would be uh, pains in the asses to Donald Duck or to Mickey Mouse or whatever. And in this, they, they turn them into like full-fledged characters where they, you know, they, they had adventures and they had a, a whole cast of characters. And it was really, really fun. And Chip was voiced by Tress McNeil. Uh, the great Tress McNeil, I should say. I mean, she's been doing stuff forever. And he was, like, portrayed as a like, serious by-the-books leader type. And he they dressed him to look like Indiana Jones, which I always thought was awesome. Yep. And Dale, voiced by Corey Burton, was portrayed as more of a laid-back, fun-loving goofball the adequate, type. Yeah. What's that? The adequate, Jerry? Whatever his name was? D- Corey Burton? Yeah. Was he adequate? I don't know. I mean, you, you gave the other one a, a nice little title. Uh, she was great. I mean, he's he's adequate. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's, sure. that's all I'm throwing. Okay. Up I mean, that sounds adequate. worse than saying nothing. I think, but <laughs> <laughs> he was a he he was a he was a he was a chum. I don't he, the I, chummy the chummy Corey Burton the ever chummy the, Corey, I can't even talk. You've you've derailed me, sir. You've done it. <laughs> uh, so Dale was uh, was actually dressed to look like Magnum PI, which was pretty fun. And I didn't actually have I needed that explained to me like as an adult that that was the deal. Like, okay, yeah, I get I get that you know Chip is supposed to look like Indiana Jones, but Dale they put a Hawaiian shirt on him, and it was supposed to be a Magnum PI reference. Right. Um, also, we had Monterey Jack, uh, who was this like mouse, strongman mouse with a weakness for cheese, and he had a uh, sidekick <laughs> zipper, the right. fly, and he was he was cool. Um, and we also had a, a very strong uh, female character, Gadget Hackwrench, uh, which was also vo- voiced by uh, the great Tress McNeil, who was uh, the, like the super brilliant, endlessly resourceful, absent-minded inventor like type. She was a mouse. And it was interesting because both Chip and Dale had crushes on her, but she never seemed to notice. 
So they didn't actually do any romantic stuff at all. It's just at the beginning of the show, they both kind of clearly had a, a crush on her, and then it just sort of went away. So that's sort of interesting because that's, what you mean, guys actually got the hint after a while? That's yeah, unheard of. Weird. That's, that's right. so incredibly rare, right? Like it really is. Um, and it's really funny because in researching this just just now. I like something that I've always thought was justified, according to Wikipedia anyway, um, which is that this character always reminded me like 100% of another character, which is the, the character Jordan from, from the movie Real Genius with, uh, with Val Kilmer okay, yeah. and stuff. And she was like, she was Gadget. And like, I mean always ever since i was a kid i was like she's just like that girl in real genius and according to what i read on wikipedia which may or may not be true she was based on that character okay that's so pretty that, cool yeah. i think that's mm-hmm. awesome i'm like oh my god i can't believe it um but anyway gadget was also number eight in our facebook group uh powerful cartoon women in a non-starring role we did a few months ago uh with our episode number 10 girl cartoon throwdown of ultimate destiny with patsy nashes from the award-winning throwdown thursday podcast if you want to go back and check out that episode please do so that's uh chippendale rescue rangers i think everybody knows the show everybody remembers that theme you will be singing chippendale all the rest of the day and you're welcome that is a hell of a hook yes i am it sure is, is. Hooked on Rescue Ranger. Hooked on mm-hmm. Rodents. Worked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second is more of a sleeper. I think some people will remember, uh, but maybe not. Galtar in the Golden Lance was just like basically another one in the sea of the 80s barbarian craze, which was pretty much spawned by the John Milius Conan, the barbarian movie back in 82. And so Galtar... Uh, was actually kind of like my favorite of those. I also really liked Thunder the, Bar- the Barbarian as well. But it was composed uh, by Hoyt Curtin, who has done uh, an immense amount of cartoon themes, including the Jetsons theme way back Hoyt in the day. Curtin? Hoyt Curtin? Hoyt Curtin, H-O-Y-T. And Curtin spelled weird, too. It, uh, it's uh, C-U-R-T-I-N. Okay. But, um, yeah, so that show debuted in 1985, ran for a total of one season. And 21 episodes, and it is one of those shows that I go back to every once in a while. I really like watching it. I'm, I was so happy they finally put it out on DVD, and it's another one I watched with Dr. Matteo. We both had fun with it, and very similarly to Dungeons & Dragons, it ends in the middle of things, so they never, ever get to accomplish a damn thing which is really a bummer because it is a fun show and I do think it holds up a lot better than something like, say, He-Man or Thundercats or something like that. I think it's still a show I can go back to and watch and and have a good time with. But that intro theme, I just love. Yeah, that's a pretty cool theme. Very very drum-heavy and uh, some... Some cool bass. It almost has like a 70s vibe to it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking when I was listening to it anyway. And yeah, it really does have the like, you know, really like a ton of good percussion in there. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I think that that is a, a show and a theme that that doesn't get any credit and should. So yeah. a little bit more. Of a good show. Show. We're giving it credit right now. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Have some credit. Yes. There you go. There you go. Credit, now you has it. Um, and the final one, which I hope came as a, a humongous surprise to everyone who may or may not remember this show, but everybody knows Bruce Campbell. Uh, Jack of All Trades uh, was an interesting little show. It debuted in 2000, ran for two episodes. No, two. Yeah. It seemed like it was only two episodes. <laughs> two episodes. <laughs> two, it ran for two seasons. 
For a total, believe it or not, of 65 episodes. Oh, that's, that's a good amount of episodes. That's respectful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. That that can't be true. I think that's the, that's how many Chippendales had. I think I forgot to change the number. That can't oh. be right. That can't uh. be right. It's it's got to be less than that. I'm writing I'm reading off of notes that are imperfect apparently. But anyway, Jack of All Trades was composed by Joseph Leduca, not Deluca, but Leduca. And it was a half-hour action comedy vehicle for Bruce Campbell, who at the time was hot off appearances in both Hercules and Xeno Warrior Princess, which were kind of like humongously popular back in the late 90s. And uh, it was produced by Renaissance Pictures, which is Sam Raimi's company. By so the way, it had uh, 22 episodes. 22, it sounds, that sounds a that little bit sounds more. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Um, Sam Raimi has had Renaissance Pictures ever since Evil Dead 1. So anything that he does is Renaissance Pictures. So that was pretty cool. And uh, the show was released as part of the Back to Back. Back to being the number two. Back to Back Action Hour, which also included a show called Cleopatra 2525. Cleopatra 2525. That's what I think every time with that song. Cleopatra 2525. Yeah, it's like so funny. Gina Torres got her start on that show, which is just hilarious that she was a nobody at that point. But um, yeah, so this was... uh, an interesting little show. I think it was um, it was a fun, fun put your brain away sort of show. It was it was a comedy vehicle, like I said. Um, it was it was, you know, as the song says, it was set in 1801 on a fictional French-controlled island called Pulau Pulau. And Campbell played Jack Styles, another roguish scoundrel type akin to his popular character Atolicus on Herc and Xena. And this time he's like an undercover agent working for President Jefferson. And through a series of unlikely circumstances in the pilot, he's forced to take on the dual identity of a local folklore character called the Daring Dragoon. And basically, he's just a cheesier version of Zorro. But the uh, the show was, you know, technically historical fiction, heavily heavy on the fiction, of course. But it featured appearances by numerous historical figures, including Thomas Jefferson, not the actual people, of course, you know, Thin, you know, poorly, poorly yeah, portrayed. They, in some they were cases. all pretty busy at the time of filming. They couldn't make the. They were too busy being dead for like hundreds of years. Yeah, a slight case of death. Um, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, Catherine the Great, Blackbeard, and Napoleon Bonaparte, who was kind of set up as the series villain. Even though I think he was only actually he only appeared in one episode, but he was played by Vern Troyer of Mini Me fame. You know, basically playing up the the whole thing where historically he was a short guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure, like, he was, like, 5'6". He wasn't that short. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they should have really subverted expectations and got someone who was, like, 7'3 to play <laughs> Napoleon. That would have been, I think, funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vern Troyer was a bit on the nose, but, you know, I was happy to see him get work. Right, true, true, true. Uh, as Something the- against Vern Troyer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, who's no longer with us today, obviously. Uh, Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. Um... So as for the theme song, though, um, I, I've always thought that this theme, theme song was amazing and probably too amazing for the show, but um, it really is a really fun song, and uh, the tune and lyrics are actually based on numer- numerous like period songs, like uh, a couple are the, the Marines Hymn and Yankee Doodle, and the theme song was nominated, actually, believe it or not, in 2000 for the Outstanding Main Theme Title Song Emmy. That is but it lost awesome. to the West Wing. Damn it! Wow. Can you believe it? So it was actually nominated for a freaking Emmy. Like I've that's always pretty, liked that. Awesome. I never knew that until just researching for this. Huh? That's Absolutely. awesome, actually. Yeah, it's cool though. And well as, deserved. Yeah, it's a it's a really really fun uh, you know sort of 
rousing theme song. It's uh, it's got a lot going on there, and it's got some fun lyrics. It's fun to seem fun to sing to. Have a say, boop. If I can get the words out, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Jack of all trades. If you if you're a big Bruce Campbell fan, you've never seen the show. It really is like a fun show you should definitely check out it's not the best but it's right, right you know, yeah. I, I definitely recommend briscoe county jr for yeah. like a show that's a great bruce campbell show you know, but that's, this, it's weird because i didn't like that show at all at the time because i don't know i had something some stick up my ass which about one Westerns. yeah briscoe county okay. but i've seen a few episodes since and i i do i do like it i mean i haven't seen a ton of episodes but i mean i remember at the time like being like n- i wanted nothing to do with that even though i love bruce campbell's like you know what no Westerns, fuck it, no. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I mean, if I, Westerns I, I, aren't your thing. They weren't. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten over that since, thankfully. But I don't know. For some reason, I would just, like, all set. And I've gotten yeah. over that, thankfully. That's definitely my go-to for best uh, Bruce Campbell show. And I, I think I probably count Ash vs. Evil Dead in that, too, even though that may get me shot at. But I love Ash vs. Evil Dead a yeah, lot. That was a you could have said Burn Notice. Uh, Burn Notice. <laughs> Which, I, you know what? I enjoy that I like that Burn show. Notice. It's I, good. I like it, too. Yeah. At first, yeah. I hated yeah. it because the main guy just seemed kind of sleazy and gross. Yeah, it was never a big fan This show's not so bad. All right, yeah. All right fine. I'm into it. Yeah. Yes, you played Sam Axe in Burn Notice. But anyway, Jack of all yeah. trades. Check it out if you hadn't. And, uh, you know, if you don't feel like doing that, at least I hope you enjoyed the theme. Nice. Thank you. you. Thank you so much, everyone, for your picks. It's- it was a blast listening to all these yeah. classic songs. Going back, back to an old format. And, yeah, yeah, the old yeah. format. So that, that technically going fun. back to our original format. Yeah, yeah. technically, yeah. Back to the beginning. All right, so, so we were talking about our favorite theme songs from back in the day. But now it's time to octoponder this. What theme song you thought was awesome, but the show itself was top-tier trash? <laughs> so what do you guys think about that? And we'll go on a short break. Hi, I'm Patsy the Angry Nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts host of, of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday Podcast. Podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we, and we will, will see, see you next, next Thursday. Bloodworks Victorium, the new album from Enchanted Exile. 11 pulse-pounding heavy metal tracks, including... Embrace Oblivion, Cold Spell, On Widow's Hill, and I am the Void. Bloodworks Scriptorium, available now on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. So, go get it. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back, everyone. 
I hope you uh, enjoyed this week's Occupant of this question, which was awesome theme song and top tier trash TV shows. There's so many of those. So many. <laughs> so many. But first, we'll we'll play our picks in no in no particular order. So here they are. Enjoy. You guys can, you guys can guess which guess, one of us guess picked which, one. which one. Yeah, so enjoy. And uh, yeah, let's play it.
so those were our awesome theme songs, top tier trash shows picks. So our uh, mystery mystery uh, block, this mystery block. So the first song we played for y'all was the theme song to Mask. So Mask. who picked that one? That would be I, Mr. Parasite Steve. Oh well, that's that's excellent. You don't have to call me Mister though. You can call me Doctor. Okay, sure. I mean, I didn't carry on earn a doctorate and anything, but yeah, you can just call me. In. You just you can do it. <laughs> you just call yeah, me. Maybe I won't stop you. <laughs> so yeah, so Mask is uh, like pretty much my ultimate. Like I freaking love this song so unbelievably much, but I never liked the show. Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. So, I mean, I don't really have much to say other than that. Like, I this has always been one of my favorite songs and for, from an 80s theme songs or a, 80s cartoon especially. In fact, I would say it might be my favorite 80s cartoon theme ever. Just the song, not the, yeah. like, intro itself. Right. Yeah, yeah the song, right. song itself, mm-hmm. yes. The intro is was decent. Show. The intro is decent, but I do right. think there were much better intros. Right. Yeah. But the song was pretty awesome. The song yeah. is just so good. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, um... It's just one of my faves. Oh, you guys want the composer? Uh, sure, why not? I mean, if you have that information available, why don't you share it with us, Parasite Steve? I, I, I left my I, I moved my notes in between segments. That's why wow. I to talk slowly and you know pad the time. I appreciate the that. Time. <laughs> um, it's composed by a guy named Mark Shyman, and that's S H A I. He's a shy man. Shyman. Huh. And uh, just uh, also, uh, I guess I'll say, mask is an acronym. Do you guys know what the acronym stands for? No. Nobody knows. Tell us. Why would anybody remember this crap? Because the show sucked. Mega awesome song. It's super funny. It's super funny. (laughs) Mobile Armored Strike Command. With a K? Command with a K. Okay. Okay. They say so. What? They're like, oh, goddammit, we're going to name where it's going to be masked. I like mine better. Oops. (laughs) Oops. So uh, I'll also say after debuting in 85, Mask ran for two seasons and a whopping 75 episodes, which blew my mind. I I can't believe that. Can't even fathom that. And it was part of the 80s action vehicle craze, along with Transformers and G.I. Joe, basically just, you know, to sell toys like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, pretty much. And um, the bad guys were Venom, another acronym. Any any ideas? Vehicular, evil, no good, uh... Uh, ominous, obnoxious men. Uh, <laughs> ominous men. <laughs> ominous <laughs> ominous. Men. You got one of the words right. One of the second word is evil. The E is okay. evil. Twenty uh, percent right. Vicious <laughs> evil network of mayhem. Of mayhem. Uh, yeah, okay. The O. The O gets to be. Hey, you know what? The other people use K it. for command. So whatever. We're gonna <laughs> cut them some slack on that. <laughs> oh man. So that's mask. So who's next? Nice. Um, so the second song. That we played for you guys was a theme song from Step by Step. So, uh, who picked that one? Oh, yeah, that was me. Oh, uh, oh, oh. oh. Yeah, I'm a little slow in the head there. Oh, oh. Son of a gun. So, this Why don't you show, take us through this step by step? Okay, I'll do the best I can. Anywho, uh, this song was once again composed by Jesse Frederick. And, uh,. Yeah, the show itself is just not that good. Uh, the theme song I really liked a lot. Um, yeah, very catchy. Yeah, it's very catchy. It's not it's not the best that I've heard, but you know whatever. It has a lot I of like parts. Yeah. yeah, it has, has a, lot, a lot of has parts. A lot of parts. And uh, this show was like the 1990s version of the Brady Bunch, where you have like these these two people they meet on vacation and they 
get married and then all the well these, these yeah and then they both these, already have, have each, three right? they, they three both kids. already have their own sets of crotch droplings so. right exactly I mean children <laughs> no you said it right the first, you pronounced it correctly <laughs> oh okay, alright I wasn't sure you know how I mumble sometimes no oh, crotch oh, yeah. droplings oh, yeah yeah so uh, let me get my notes here okay so the show ran for seven seasons from 1991 to 1998. I well, don't know how damn. that even happened. Because oh, the code ago? man, that's why. Oh, because he was I, the cousin that was introduced later on, just like in the Brady Bunch, yeah. with the little cousin introduced like halfway through, right. you know, the series. Well, I heard they had uh, he didn't, you know, go through the end of the show. They had to uh, take him off the show because he was he got uh, into trouble or something. Yeah, in some sort of like domestic abuse kind of thing. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. Yeah, I'm pretty so. sure he was abusing his girlfriend. Yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, something some like some, that, some yeah. crazy shit. So they yeah. said, uh, "Get the fuck out of here." Yeah, terrible. And rightfully so. Yep. Yeah. Rightfully so. So that was terrible. Any hey, start TV's Patrick Duffy. I want to you know, throw that out there. Oh yeah, oh, Suzanne yeah. Summers before her thigh master gig. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was during. Was it during? Uh, maybe it was during. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. it was during. Uh, any, anyways, so the the third the third uh, song we played for you guys was the theme song to Mega Man. So who picked that one? That was my pick. Oh, Big surprise! I like it video games. But uh, the Mega Man show was real shitty, and the, <laughs> oh my god, yes, the it theme song ever. was always such a fucking hype factory. Like right. I, I, I remember I caught that on you know whatever you know cartoon series was on at the time. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, this intro is so friggin' good. Yeah, and there's dude, like that animated intro is like the, friggin' the, ridiculous. The animation so ridiculous, on like yeah. his, his mechanical arm and like all these like yep. little intricate parts. It's like yep. Jesus Christ, it's so the shaded detail. and detailed. Yeah, and, so good. Uh, like, all these like crazy angles and shit that they show. It's it's very very anime and i don't know that you know it's got like five words total but i mean that's that's okay because super it's, it's freaking fighting like robot there's a few words at the end yeah right so yeah the show was just all really dumb humor yeah. and like every robot master was just like kind of like a bumbling doof and yeah i don't know it was just really not it was the same kind of thing with the zelda show but the zelda show yeah, I they were just full better. of shitheads yeah, yeah they just they're like making they're all these shit. guys all shitheads right i mean Mega Man wasn't as much a shithead as as, as link, link was but, right but right. the rest of the cast made up for it right, right. and it's funny too because they're like it's so funny like oh we're so progressive we're gonna make roll a, an actual character we're gonna turn her into a kind of a sometimes fighter by guess what her, her superpower arm is vacuum Vacuum arm yeah. that she needs right. for vacuuming the house. It's a fucking shop vac on her arm. Legitimately. At any yeah. time, she right. can turn her hand into a cleaning device. Right. <laughs> that yeah, was... Yeah, clean up all the, oof, all the that shit was, that the that robot That wasn't destroyed. a problem for anybody. Okay. Right. What yeah. really killed it for me was Rush. Rush is the worst. Oh, oh my God. He was like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yes. Well, he was oh, so, so he bad. Was so like, bad. why? He was worse than Scooby-Doo. Scooby why? <laughs> Ah, oh, so yeah. they try and be funny. No, no it's, it's stupid. Just, it's it, it like, was oh, yeah, if you if you've never seen the show, just watch the intro and then stop there. Yeah. Stop there, yeah, exactly. Because you'll remember it fondly. If you right. keep going, you'll kind of have it be tainted. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. But yeah, so that was my pick. Taint yep. is right. So the Super last fighting robot. The last pick. Mm, the last pick was from uh, the TV show Greatest American Hero. And by process of by elimination, process of elimination the pick was made by Randy Carter, who was uh, a guest a couple. No, 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 oh. it was me. Boss hey guys, no, no, no. Randy, Randy Carter has Carter. nothing to do with uh, this episode. He does not, except for this this mention. 
Although uh, I hear he fucking loves the new Hellboy movie. I, like, loves it. I oh, hear he says, yeah. He, I hear he, he says, he couldn't go stop talking that. about it. Oh, recently. my God. He loves it so much. He, he says, everybody should go see it because it's the best movie ever. I've seen, yeah, he was posting on Facebook. He could not shut up he about it. He could not shut up about he it. He could I mean, not. He loves that thing. He has nothing but words about it. He wrote plenty of words about it. Anyway, the greatest American hero, one of the greatest TV theme songs, but the show I did not, I did not like at all. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, it had a cool premise where it's like a teacher, you know, and some guy. I don't really remember their relation. Uh, they have, they get visited by aliens. There's a UFO. They they meet them in some sort of desert, and they give them this suit. And when you put on the suit, you get superpowers. So I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. Superpowers. But I guess as they're it's taking it back, superpowers. Yes, superpowers. <laughs> but I guess as they're uh, they're bringing it back to wherever they're bringing it back to, they lose the instruction book. And so the guy never really properly learns how to use it. So in the in the beginning, he's like when he's flying. You know how like superheroes fly? They're on the, the screen and they're like you know they got their arms outstretched and they're you know gracefully going through the air. He's always his arms are always flailing. Like oh, he's having trouble controlling it, and he'd always crash land because obviously he's just not good at using it. And you know he's just it's, he's a bumbler. Yeah, he's a bumbler. Right. It slaps it. So like okay, you can understand he's just learning how to use it. But he does that throughout the entirety Tires, of the, yeah. the three seasons of the show. He never got any better at it. So. After like four or five episodes, I was just like, okay, I'm all set with this. He's just going to do the same shit over and over again. I'm waiting for him to get like really awesome with his powers, but it just never happens. And like the rest of the show is just kind of like, you know, more of like a, a drama thing where it's like, you know, people are getting screwed over by some rich people and then they got to go figure it out and <clears throat> right the wrongs and save the day. And like every 80s show. Yeah, every 80s so it, show. It was pretty right. boring. I yeah. was, was not into it that much. So, um, yeah, that's pretty bad. The, uh, the song was called Believe It or Not, and it was performed by Joey Scarberry. And like I said, they ran for three seasons, 44 episodes from 1981 to 1983, starring William Cat as Ralph Hinckley, which was changed to Hanley because in the midst of the first season, uh, President Reagan was, had an assassination attempt against him from, a, uh, from uh, someone named Hinckley, which is like phonetically spelled slightly differently, but phonetically pronounced the same as the guy's original last name so they changed his last name huh. and then for like the third season I, just, I guess they just referred to him as Mr. H so I thought huh. that was kind of weird weird huh. yeah that is weird I didn't know that so uh and also starred Robert Culp as Bill Maxwell which was the other guy who apparently knew about the suit and the powers and I guess he was one who said hey this is the mission go do the thing with the superpowers you can't use very well he was culpable he that, was that Robert very culpable very culpable the most of all and of course gotta give a shout out to Connie Selka who played Pam Davidson uh, so anyway that was the show I didn't like it but maybe other people will I don't know I thought it was pretty boring so meh that's funny I, I, I remember it existing and uh, obviously the song is like one of the greatest of all time right the song is so TV good things. I honestly thought it was like an, an existing song exactly that just happened to be perfect for the show but no it was written for the show I honestly I thought knew, that too I knew of the song I'd never have heard of the show like that song I've just encountered in the world mm-hmm. I did not know it was connected to a and show and believe it or not it was from a TV show oh. believe it or not and I have right. to say, Connie Selica, yeah, one of my early crushes. Erin Gray and mm-hmm. Connie Selica. Yeah, mine were those two as well, Erin Gray. Now, my very first would be Linda Carter from Wonder Woman. So Yes, yes. Linda Carter. Anywho, Linda enough about that creepy Anywho, shit. Anywho, it's all right. Hey, we can have crushes when we're nine. Whatever. Sure. Whatever. It's fine. It's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird. All right. So thank you guys so much for that. And, uh... So those were our answers. Now it's your turn to tell us what you think about this week's Octoponder This. So uh, we're basically uh, fairly new, kind of new 
slightly used podcast at this point. <laughs> and uh, we love We've to hear. We've been through the ringer a little, uh, just a little bit, you know. So uh, we'd love, love to hear what you guys think of the show in general. And you can reach us at Redoctopus on Twitter, which is at Redoctopus. In our, you can join us in our Facebook group, which is Retro Ray Octopus. Which you should definitely do because it's an awesome it. place. Yeah. All the cool people go there. Yep. And uh, you can always email us at redoctopus at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah. It's almost time to catch that horizon, but before we say goodbye, let's go to this. Occasionally, we all come across things that bring our piss to a boil. Now it's time to feel the rage and start petting those peeves. Hey everyone, Boss Rush Mode here once again. Gonna pet some peeves. What I normally like to do is I have a something uh, that kind of puts a burr in my saddle, and I'll have a couple of quick little points that kind of annoy me the most out of this particular subject. And today's subject is traffic. And uh, there's a couple of things I want to get off my chest. First couple dealing with highway driving. Uh, you know, you're cruising along on the right-hand lane, and of course you see someone about to merge onto the highway. One of three things usually happens. Scenario A, you speed up to get in front of the car, and of course they speed up with you, and then it's like, you know, you're supposed to yield, asshole, so I want you back the fuck off. So you end up having to speed up a whole lot more just to get ahead of them, or relinquish and slow down so they can get in front of you because they're stupid assholes. Scenario B, you actually slow down to let the other person get in front of you because you figure, oh, they're going to be an asshole. They're not going to yield. Except, of course, when you do that, this person does. And I was like, oh, all right, do I speed up now? Do I slow down even more? Like, oh, God damn it. So that one I'm not as mad at because at least the person attempted to yield, which is what they're supposed to do. But I have such little faith in humanity, I didn't assume that. I didn't give them the benefit of the doubt or her. So that kind of sucks. And, of course, scenario C, you pretty much... Keep your pace, remain indifferent, and of course, the same thing happens to the other driver, so it's like, okay, now I have to choose between A or B with even less of a time frame, so holy shit, it's like, oh god, people just please learn how to friggin' merge. It's just ridiculous. Anywho, the second highway thing I want to bring up, uh, this time I'm in the middle lane, and I'm going probably about 70-ish miles an hour, about to pass a car on the right lane doing the regular 65 miles an hour like they should. And of course, some jack wagon on the, you know, wants to pass me on the right going 90 plus, even though the left lane is wide fucking open, and, you know, swerve in between me and the other car with inches to spare. And it's like, you know, really? You couldn't just, first of all, not drive the speed limit, second of all, pass me on the left when the left lane is wide fucking open, or third, just fucking wait two goddamn seconds for, like, traffic to clear up. And of course, I'll bet you this is the same asshole who, like, two miles later down the road will see a disabled vehicle 30 feet off the road in no way getting in the way of any lanes of traffic and having to slow down to 15 miles an hour. It's like, oh, I'd better slow down so I can rubberneck this. So that person that. gets, an, gets yeah. an extra special go fuck yourself, and I hope you end up in a ditch. Um, third thing I like to bring up is uh, more of the regular road, you know, town roads, you know, driving. And this one in particular, I think we've all done this at one point or another, whether you're at a party or out late or you just work a different shift. And you're on the road probably about 1 a.m. or so. And you might have noticed that there's really only three drivers on the road. Of course, you being one of them. The person in front of you going 10 miles an hour under the speed limit. And the third person is the asshole coming in the opposite direction literally as soon as you get into a passing zone every single fucking time. So you can never pass the guy in front of you. I don't know how this is even statistically possible for this to happen every single time, but but it happens. It does. It does. It absolutely happens. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous, and it drives me up a wall. And the last thing I want to bring up 
is uh, this one, it might not sound so bad all by itself, but hear me out till I get to the end of this, and I'll, I'll show you why this, I put this one last. Uh, you're just waiting at an intersection, not necessarily at a stop sign, but you're at the end of a road, and you know, you're looking left, you're looking right, okay, some car's coming in one direction, okay, you wait for them to go by, then you look in the other direction, oh, okay, there's a car just close enough to where I can't come out, and then when that car passes, or a couple cars pass, you look on the other side, oh, they're just close enough where, and that happens three or four times, and you lose a good, like, 30 seconds or so, just from that one intersection. So, the reason why this pisses me off so much, I did some math. Now, hear me out. <laughs> Let's say over the course of a day, even if it's, like, maybe a couple times for, like, 10 seconds each, or one time for, like, a whole minute, let's just say it averages out to 30 seconds a day. So I took 30 seconds a day, multiplied that by 7 for a whole week. That gives you 210 seconds. You take that, and you multiply it by 52 weeks, which gives you 10,920 seconds for a year. Now, most people get their licenses around 16 and a half, 17, and let's just say 50 years, they drive until they're 67-ish. So we'll multiply that by 50 years to give you 546,000 seconds in over 50 years. And well, if you ever wanted to know why I don't sing in theater, wonder no more. But 546,000 <laughs> seconds for over the span of 50 years. Now you take that, you divide that by 60 to get the amount of minutes, which ends up being 9,100. You multiply that by 60 again to get the amount of hours, which turns out to be 151.66. Then you multiply, uh, divide that rather by 24 to get the amount of days. You have 6.319 days completely wasted just by that particular thing of traffic. You literally waste almost an entire week of your life just sitting there just waiting sitting for there other waiting fucking for cars. cars to pass. That by. is depressing as fuck. So I'm going to go fucking kill myself now. I'm going to go jump in traffic. I'm gone. <laughs> Okay, not really, but I'm still pretty depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyways, uh, thanks real. for that, uh, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that pretty much wraps up the episode. And, and if you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter and also Instagram. So do we have any promos? We, I know we have at least two. Uh, yeah, I'd like to, since we're going back to our roots here, uh, way back to uh, the, the YouTube days with the Boss Rush Mode channel and the VG Tunes, uh, I may as well plug my channel, Boss Rush Mode on YouTube, and uh, especially the VG Tunes episodes we were in. Of course, the one that we've, uh, we mentioned already, episode 25, which is the uh, Retro Red Octopus Go episode. And uh, we were also in a few other episodes. Uh, there was one called X Marks the Spot, where we uh, you know, featured music from video games that had an X in the name or in the name of the song or in the name of the game or the level or whatever. The, the, the letter so X had, had to be had an X factor. in there. <laughs> and uh, we did a couple episodes. One was called uh, For What It's Worth, where we talked about, you know, some cheap video games, some ridiculously expensive video games. We talked about, you know, how much they were worth and whether or not we thought the game, you know, warranted that as far as like it being a good game or whether or not it's that way because it's just a, a rare game. And then we did a follow-up to that for called Refinanced, which you know I thought was clever, but you know bas basically the same kind of thing as uh, the previous one. So uh, appreciate it if you'd go check those out. I think you'll enjoy them. It's some of the the earlier form of Retro Reductibus, you know, getting our feet wet, so to speak, and uh, you know, getting our getting our uh, getting our getting our good stuff going for uh, what you hear today. Nice. All right, Parasite Steve, your promo. Yeah, I just want to shout out one more time for. 
my current writing outfit, which is Roughhouse Publishing. If you go to roughhousepublishing.com, what you're going to find is uh, the ability to buy some really cool comics that are made with uh, with blood, sweat, and love like uh, like back in the 80s, back when uh, things were done in black and white with, you know, probably way too much blood and gore. And uh, that's, what, that's what we got going on. So our, our current series is Gore Shriek Resurrectus. You can buy issues number one and number two. There are multiple covers. Each cover comes with all different extras and all different stuff. All the cool kids buy them all. I mean, I, all the cool kids I know, they buy them all. But, I mean, if you want, you know, hey, you know, just issue number two, uh, cover A, which comes with a whole, a full-length original CD from the Maniac Banshees, which is like this extreme metal band. They they did this whole CD for us. It's all Gore Shriek-inspired music. And you can pick the issue of Gore Shriek Resurrect is number two up and the CD it comes with for 10 bucks. So, I mean, like, where, how can you go wrong? You can't. So, uh, yeah, if you're into that kind of crap, um, go to, please, please, by all means, roughhousepublishing.com, and uh, we'll hook you up. Dot com. Dot com. All right. Thank you guys very much for that. Uh, Retroid Octopus is part of the Inebriart Podcast Network, so if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like the old Colony cast, the blah, 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 blah. Bar talk and of course inebriarts as Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones because they like to drink. They do. They love lot. the ones that are cold. They like the cold ones, not the warm ones, because the warm ones are just they taste like piss. Even cold ones taste like piss to me anyways. But any hoots, that's their thing, not mine. So for more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit inebriart.com. That's inebri-art.com. Sadly, I have been your host, Nintendo, and I got some shows to binge watch. <laughs>